Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Hello, can you guys hear me? I think they've just reconnected me. Um, Okay, so I knew you guys heard. Thank you, Francis, for the um, chat. Please let me know if you can hear me. Um, We are having fires in our area, and whenever there's an evacuation warning coming up on my phone, it, it shut off my sound. I couldn't hear. So please let me know if you can hear. Um, let me see. Um, can you hear me? And let's see. Okay. Yes. Yay. Thank you, Francis. You are my sounding board. Um, yeah, just to warn you, you know, we had some issues on Friday with the winds and today those winds started a fire at like one thirty in the morning, about five miles from where I live. Um, although I think through the mountains were that's a five, along five miles. So we are on um, evacuation warnings right now, but not mandatory. But the warnings, I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning because you know how those emergency evacuation warnings, they're coming up on my phone really loud. And um, it's just been a crazy time. I'm, I wanted to apologize about Friday. And I figured today I think we can squeeze the show in. So here I am. Um, I did want to do a show on temptation and impulse. And there's many reasons why I wanted to do this show. Um, Because when we do something impulsive, while we are doing it, we know we are reacting, we fear loss, we fear all these things. And temptation, we kind of think about a little bit more, but we still cross a line that we know isn't a line we would cross had we not felt a certain surge of energy or desperation or feeling like we were going to miss an opportunity. And it's, it's, they're not very attractive features when we see them in ourselves or we see them in others and we're like, oh, my God, they fell for the temptation or they behaved impulsively. Impulsive has a lot to do with like addictive type behaviors and that, you know, you know, you're just wanting to get an immediate, an immediate, like, unplanned reaction from yourself to have like conditions of, you know, like you you go to say you're not going to gamble, but you go to a casino or you, 
you know, say you're not going to drink, but you walk into a bar and you're acting on impulse. You're putting yourself in a situation where you are going to tempt yourself and you are going to take it a step further. But the bigger one is the temptation. And the reason there is something to talk about is I, I did um, run into a situation where a woman was considering having an emotional, and this is, you know, pretty darn dangerous, but you think because nothing physical is happening, an emotional relationship outside of her actual relationship. And it's already an emotional relationship, but now they're starting to talk about more personal, intimate type things. And she was so concerned that she wanted to really think about it because now that time has passed from the conversation that they had together to them actually proceeding in this way, she's had time to think about it. And initially it was something that was inside, not on the outside of her for a long time prior to her even having the relationship she has now. So she was pretty conflicted about what to do because something she waited for to happen was finally happening, but the timing is off. So I really thought about that. I thought, gosh, you know, we are so emotionally intertwined with what we want or desire or think that we want. And what is it about temptation that tempts us? Because even at times when you're looking for a job and you feel like you can't find a job and the first offer you get, you take, and you don't even negotiate. You're just so happy to have the job that you don't watch out for yourself. You, on impulse, take a job that you're probably overqualified for and probably going to be underpaid for. And you do that. Or you mouth off to somebody. Or people have road rage. They're impulsive. All of these things, I realized through this woman that if you think it through, you have enough time, and that's the key element, to think it through. All you have to do is think it through once. Like, Wow, this is how I react to temptation. I get impulsive. I feel like I have to do this or I'll lose my opportunity. In truth, if something is real, you will not lose the opportunity. If you really are better than the job you're going to take, you will not lose that opportunity. The only opportunity we lose is the option of having another first time to do it right. But we can always go back to the fork and road, to the fork in the road and repave it with love, with honor, with truth, with integrity. We can go back. Now we have to do some cleanup work to ourselves or to the people around us. But temptation, it's that short-term urge for enjoyment that threatens our long-term goals. And that's something I said to my daughter when she was in college, 
and she was considering a tattoo. And on some people, tattoos work out just fine. But I was like, wow, you don't look like the tattoo kind of a person. And I'm like, don't make a short-term decision on a long-term goal. Not realizing that I was also defining temptation at the time. But it describes like the coaxing or you're inducing a person into committing an act. Either you're being manipulated into it or you're just curious or you have a desire or you have a fear of loss. But all the stuff that goes behind temptation is all coming from our ego. It's our ego's like biggest weapon in the arsenal of things it can do right under fear because fear can get us to do a lot of things and fear is only part of the temptation process it's only the fear of the loss like wow I lose this opportunity oh I want him now and, and you know who do you want now what opportunity are you going to lose if you're curious find out about it but don't do it if you feel the desire and it's real, it will still be there a year from now or six months from now. You don't have to act on it now. And the way to really have a conversation with yourself about temptation is to recognize that you are being tempted and to remove yourself. Literally, like, remove yourself. Pretend you're a cleanup crew and you're picking yourself up and putting yourself somewhere else. Remove yourself from temptation. The best example I have of removing yourself from temptation is let's say you want to start eating better. That is, I think, one of the biggest temptations we have is hurting our own health. It's an easy one. All you have to do is walk into a grocery store. All you have to do is buy the stuff that you're going to circle around once you get home and you're like literally setting yourself up. So you learn to say, hey, you know what? When I'm in a grocery store, that is where temptation just eats me alive. Let me make better choices while I'm there because you're able to be honest enough with yourself to say, well, who else is going to eat this? If I bring this home, I'm going to eat this. If it's something I don't want to eat already, why am I going to set myself up? Why am I going to punish myself by putting it there and then eating it and then feeling bad? The more you recognize temptation and the more you say no to it, the better off you will feel in the long term because you will feel like you have a sense of control in your own life where you can trust yourself when you can say no and actually not do what you said no about. And visualize yourself resisting temptation, like before you get to the store and you go down the aisle with the chips, the pretzels, and, and all the stuff that's sitting there or the cookie aisle, or the bakery part. I mean, there's just, it's all over, right? And you're walking by. Imagine yourself just walking by. Imagine yourself not even looking to see, because sometimes just based on the fact that it's on sale, you will buy it. That's only three bucks. 
half the price. That three bucks is going to cost you a lot more in pain and punishment that you're going to feel to yourself afterwards. Think of the long-term consequences. Well, if I feel like I want to lose weight now or be in better shape now, this is not helping my long-term goals. Why am I even tempted by this? Really, really call yourself out. Distract yourself. And I know I'm giving the grocery store analogy, but it can go for anything in your life. Distract yourself. Do something else that takes you away. Like if you're in a grocery store, write a list and only really buy what's on the list. Don't think, oh, well, you know, I'll do it next time. Really write a list and really only buy what's on the list. But the hardest one is just not giving yourself a choice. Saying to yourself, hey, you know what? This is a hard no. I am not going to do this. I would never have done this in my life to myself. Why I feel it's okay now is telling me that I need to protect myself from myself. Really, really think about that. Temptation is, if just keep thinking of it, a short-term urge that threatens your long-term goal. That's the whole nuts and bolts of ego. Tell that person off. You just tell them how you really feel. And stuff may be coming out of your mouth that's really mean. And that's not actually how you feel about them. That's how you feel about you and you are sharing it with them. So the insight into that moment is when, you know, and they say you can't put the toothpaste back in the jar. Once people cross a line, they tend to create a whole world of why. I had to do it. I was in that moment. And I know uh, Vincent Hawkins wrote something about being in the moment. But being in the moment of your life is that in the moment you make decisions. When something strikes your mind that you're like, oh, that would be cool, but maybe just for now. Maybe just for now. And do I want this or, you know, this moment will pass and in an hour I'll forget about it. But if I do it, I will never forget about it. It will always be in my way. So one of the things that I told this woman, and I I had to ask her, even though nobody knows her, to share her story because she's the only person I've had that came to me with this ever. And I was so proud of her because who anticipates temptation? It usually just shows up in the moment like ego, right? Do this. You'll be fine. Nobody will know. It won't bother you. It won't harm you. But if it bothers you in your sleep, you have no business doing it. If you have to rationalize it in your mind, you have no business doing it. 
You have no business doing it. You have to have this conversation with yourself. It all goes back to the conversations we have. Sometimes we get excited and it's opportunity that we feel may never come up again, but maybe it should never come up again. Because if it's going to go away in an instant, it was never really there, was it? It's like, you know, people on social media, they might put up a picture they should not have and they can take it down. But in their mind, anyone who's seen it and commented on it, that stays with us. So we have to really be careful about what we put out there, what we say, and why we're saying it. Because the why is really the biggest reason. The why are your clues as to what you really believe is missing in your life and what hole you're trying to fill by falling into a temptation or an impulsive type situation. And thinking it through prior, just having a conversation with yourself, like what would tempt me and how would I react and why would I react that way? And what do I want back from it? How is that going to make my life better? Am I hurting anybody by my actions? Those are, you know, big questions that we need to put through the test and the filters in our own mind so that when we see stuff like that, we're like, oh, I get that. That's not something I want to do. Somebody who's gone through rehab several times in their lifetime, and they're always going back, drying up, cleaning up, getting out. They know full strong that the minute they take a sip, they're going to take more than one sip. But the impulse to do it continues to bury the reasons why. The addiction is stronger than the person. And the things, if they're, you know, rehabbing any of us, we have to know why. If we don't solve why, we will continue to see that soul over and over and over and over again. It's not just admitting you have the problem. Because they caught that, and they realize temptation and impulse are going to drive their lives. Now they have what they call dual recovery programs where they deal with the mental and the physical because addiction, the physical part is the symptom. Just like in a marriage, the physical part of an affair is the symptom. And this woman really felt like it wasn't something that would have been wrong because nothing physical was going to happen. That was clear. But she knew enough to know it would put a wedge and that that it was a temptation. And the fact that we talked about it, she 
ended with, I know exactly what to do. The fact that it's bothering me, the fact that I needed to confess it, the fact that I needed to recognize it, I promised myself long ago, I will not hurt myself. But she was thinking more like eating things and stuff at the time she started that I will not hurt myself. But then she realized that that would hurt her. It was already hurting her, making a decision on whether or not to go forward. She knew her answer. She answered herself, but she had to hear herself think it through step by step. And that's where I get, don't give yourself a choice. Temptation doesn't deserve a choice. Hurting ourselves does not deserve a choice. Hurting the people around us. Nobody deserves an infraction to love. An ego has a way of creating an infraction that makes it hard. You have to go back and now clean up and get a big broom with a big dustpan. And that goes on because you can never say sorry enough as you can to the temptation. Sorry, temptation. You and I are not friends. As opposed to listening to that voice that's going to take you, what do I always say about, about ego? It has a great entrance plan and a horrible exit plan because it doesn't have an exit plan. There's people in my time being on social media. There's always someone, right, that will attack you and then come back and they're nice and they attack you and then they come back and they're nice and you just have to live through all their whims, temptations, and impulses. And I didn't know what that was at first. But I learned. And I said, okay, I get where that's coming from. I cannot participate. Because if I participate, I am going to cause trouble to myself, to my family. I will hurt myself in every way possible because now I will not trust myself, let alone any deserving trust of anyone else because of my actions, my choices. It is all about us, how we feel about ourselves. So if for a minute we think temptation is going to solve an issue already, We've talked it through for anybody listening that, you know, what are the long-term consequences of this? Why do I need this? What is this trying to teach me? And the conversation I had was, this just showed you how important, how important your family is to you. How important your emotional health is to you. 
how big the conversations that you are having in your head that are now being spoken out loud. Look at how far you went to help yourself. It's a good day. You could have kept this all under wraps in your brain, suffered with it, worried about it, feeling bad about it, not being able to look your children in the eye or your partner or your coworkers. It bleeds into everything or your friends. The ultimate freedom in life, the ultimate freedom is not having anything to hide. Because the weight of a little thing that we hide that tempted us or created that impulsive behavior in us is going to force us to lie from that day forward. It's going to force us to lie because now we feel guilty, we feel fear, we feel doubt, we feel worry, we feel control, we feel guilt. It's like ego just broke itself into seven pieces and you're those seven pieces. And we don't walk around saying, I have nothing to hide. It's in our behavior. It's in our speech. It's in how we feel. When we talk, it's how we fall asleep at night. We can sleep at night without a worry in the world other than tangible things like paying bills and taking care of our family and taking care of our home. But it takes away all those imaginary layers of Ego. Ego tells us we have to possess another person. We have to have them. We have to have them now. We fell into temptation. It was so strong. What was really strong was ego's power. I had to take that job. No one else would hire me. How do you know? Oh, I bought those cookies in a weak moment. Throw them away. You bought them, throw them away. They're better in the trash can than in your body. There's an answer back. When we can face our ego, because our ego doesn't come in with neon light saying, oh, here you are, I'm your ego, and today I'm going to test you in being impulsive or being tempted. And I'm like, that's every day. No new news. And it comes unannounced. And it makes it think like, oh, you know, you've had a hard day. It's okay to have those cookies or that cake after dinner. It's okay. You'll work harder tomorrow. You'll work out more tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, and you don't do any of that. 
Tomorrow's today, only further out in town. I know people who've said that to themselves for so many years that it took a couple of years to get themselves back into health. I don't even say back into shape anymore, just back into health. Think about that. It's such an interesting way of thinking that we actually kind of thought it was funny to be put into temptation. But improving self-control and avoiding depletion of ourselves, avoiding depleting our own resources is showing up, is saying, hey, wait a minute. You know what? If somebody else told me this, I'd be like, oh, you're going down that road. That's what I would say. Go say it to myself. Oh, I'm taking myself down that road. Because we're funny. We have so many tricks up our sleeve, but we also have so much arsenal up our other sleeve. Think about that. We can think of a million things that can take away from our day. But what if you did walk past those cookies? Do you know how good you're going to feel? By the time you walk out of that store, you're going to forget about the cookies, but you're going to keep the I feel pretty darn good. The woman, once she decided, she's like, I feel clean again. I'm like, yay! It made her feel awful. The fact that she made a decision worked. I have 10 seconds. I got to go. I love you guys. Pay attention. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.